Sin, the video game show about games of the video nature. Um, I am Beck, and tonight I'm joined by my co-hosts, Jacob, Tom, and Nathan. Say hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. That's, uh, <laughs> that's quite the running joke. Uh, excellent, excellent. Um, so anyway, uh, if you are into this kind of thing, please check us out on social media. That is at PlayerOneSin on Twitter slash Instagram and PlayerOne on Omni slash Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, what have you. We've got a jam-packed show of the video gamed nature coming up. We've got some rapid fire news and new releases for you. We'll be talking about what we've been playing recently, just having a fun conversation about some terrible voice acting and dialogue in video games and so much more, my friends. But first, let's throw it to a song. One of my favorites, uh, it is the Lance Battle theme from Pokemon Gold and Silver, and it's a cover by Burn7. Welcome back to Player One on Sin. You just heard Always Forever by Chris Lanzen, part of our Sweet 16. Check it out every week on sin.org.au or check out the Sweet 16 show. And of course, I'm joined by some lovely, lovely people. We have Nathan, we have Beck, and of course, we have Tom. Tom? Could you take away our rapid fire news for this week? I will bring you right into that rapid fire news, you sin listeners. Here, first bit of the news is Rambo is coming to Call of Duty Warzone. He's picking up the controller and he's coming in as a skin. Beast Boy, however, as well, not coming to Warzone, but Beast Boy from Teen Titans is coming to Fortnite. Sony says this week that the PlayStation 5 shortage is expected to continue into 2022. Lucky me, it's coming up today. That's, I got Dude. my around one. Sony has registered a trademark for the previously Xbox exclusive game Sunset Overdrive. Following the success of Yakuza Like a Dragon, Sega announced that the Yakuza series will remain a turn-based RPG series in the future. Oh, oh. 2020 oh. was Nintendo's most profitable year ever. Now, as we go into the classic Apple versus Epic saga, a lot of news has come out of the video game industry as a lot of uh, businesses have been pulled into this as well. Xbox was expecting Breath of the Wild 2 to launch in 2020, which may uh, be explaining Halo's previous expected release in 2020. Sony is facing a lawsuit over the digital sales exclusivity because they represent a monopoly in the market as their own, uh, the only person who can sell to PlayStation games. Xbox has never turned a profit on any of their consoles. This is because they try and make all their money off of video game sales. Xbox internally reviewed as well that The Last of Us 2, uh, they called it an exceedingly rare video game where it accomplished in moving forward the art of narrative storytelling in video games. Call of Duty parts ways with their voice actor for Simon Riley or Ghost after sexist comments surfaced on social media. Resident Evil Village has sold over 3 million copies. And in the VR news, HTC has recently announced a new uh, headset for $1.4,000, if you can find that, just lying around as a competitor to the Oculus Quest, however, which sells for $500. Interesting. We'll see how that one goes. Coming in is our new releases, and to share with you, that is Nathan. 
All right, let's start. Uh, Never Yield, May 19th on Switch and PC. The Wild at Heart, May 20th, Xbox One and PC. Grand Casino Tycoon, May 20th on PC. Just Die Already, May 20th on PS4, Xbox One, PC and Switch. Uh, Lacuna or Lacuna, May 20th on PC. Of Bird and Cage, May 20th on PC. Puzzle Bobble VR Vacation Odyssey, May 20th on Oculus Quest. Metopia, May 21 on Switch. Uh, Rust, which is actually a pretty good game, May 21st on PS4 and Xbox One. And Knockout City, May 21st on PC, PS4, Xbox One, and the Switch. No Stadia Bells this week, people. No Stadia <laughs> Bell this week, but there was a bit of interesting um, and surprising bit with the Oculus uh, Quest appearing in our uh, releases. You don't usually see that one there, but I have to. No. I have to go back up and have a look at Xbox and how much has come out about what Xbox was expecting this week, uh, not this week, uh, last year, and how much they've actually had to give out during the Xbox versus Epic Games uh, trial. It. It's a little bit surprising, um, more so on some things like uh, the internal review and, of course, them actually having to admit in a courtroom that they've never turned a profit on some Just consoles. Just a quick correction, actually. It is an Apple vs. Epic Games uh, lawsuit that is currently going on. And uh, Apple has smartly brought in other video game uh, competitors to help shine light on Epic Games. Fair enough. The, um, the Epic Games thing, like the Epic Games discourse is very interesting to me. And I just like this whole thing for me as being like, you know, something to watch. Like, I'm just keen to see how this one plays out. Oh, definitely. It's just definitely. a bit, it's just a bit insane. And you know what else is insane? Our next song, which is called Level Insane by... You just listened to You by Eliza and the Delusionals. That's part of Sin's Sweet 16. It's also all in caps, the you part, but I'm going to save you, spare you the, the yelling with the, the emphasis on that part. Now, this week, we have, uh, we've been playing games as we do on this video game-related radio show. But what have we been playing? That's really what I want to know, and I think everyone at home would like to know that too. So I'll, I'll start... Nathan, what have you been playing this week? So I haven't been playing much because I was still doing renovations at my house and Mm. like there's no place for me to set up my laptop. Yes, I play on a gaming laptop. Don't shame me. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, I have been looking at some cool stuff. Uh, Satisfactory again, which I've been talking about every week for a few weeks now. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, there's been, as some people might know, I'm a miniature wargamer like a tabletop miniature wargamer so uh there's been some cool news about that that i've been looking at like there's going to be some new space orcs and some new um nuns with guns (laughs) (laughs) have you been uh (laughs) keeping up with the total war series with the warhammer the third one is supposedly on its way yeah that looks really good so i'm gonna hopefully get that when it comes out i'm not very good at the total war games yet i'm i'm still very bad at them <laughs> um but hopefully i can improve and get better at it you i'm uh, sure you could like i've been spending basically all week if you listened along to my 
radio show that I do called Hypothetically Speaking with one of our editors, Jay. I was talking about my fear of uh, mannequins and statues and like dolls, the things that look like people that aren't really people. And there's this game I recently got for VR. I play it in Quest. I love my Quest uh, called Boneworks. And it's it's like a Half-Life successor, very physics-based. It's a lot of fun. But there's these people that look like mannequins and they walk at you and they have like glowing eyes. And it really, it pulls something from within me that's like animalistic. I, I break down sometimes. I cry a little bit. But I, I have fun and I learn how to move on with my fears and how to be a better person. What have you learned? Sorry. What have you played this week, Jacob? See, see I'm, I'm sitting here and uh, like you, you talk about the mannequins, the glowing eyes, and my mind immediately went to Alien Isolation. Yeah, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Done really well. <laughs> but yep. I haven't been playing that. Instead of been playing a game that's scary for how infamous the community is, I tried to get back into uh, League of Legends somewhat recently and uh, getting back into it it is a fun game it is a very very fun game and i think Mm. that the rap uh, the rap it gets for how bad the community can be and i have seen parts of that getting back into it um it's not worth the worry about it and it's been since 2013 since i played it last and going back it's been really nice to see uh how they've actually tried to tackle multiple smaller issues and fix a lot of smaller things for example uh, ping isn't shown uh player by player anymore to avoid people just going off at people with high pings um and they're now uh, having words banned and particular phrases banned to avoid that kind of thing so it's nice to see it and i, I honestly reckon if you've played league of legends before you didn't like it you can have another go it's it's free if you can ignore the client being pretty bad um Give it a go. Give it a go. Were you and, pulled back in after the recent success for OCE in the MSI? I was. I did hear that Australia did surprisingly well, considering we've kind of infamously been very bad in the past. Mm-hmm. So I figured, yeah, why not? Why not? But I'm not the last person here. Beck, what have you been playing this week? First up, I want to say that I don't believe that I should return to League of Legends and you can't make me. Um, I haven't touched that game since like 2016. I don't intend to touch it again, despite how many skins I have. I was an Ari and like Vi main. That's a fun fact for you. Uh, But I have been giving in to the worms inside my brain that say play Metal Gear Solid and I've been playing Peace Walker on the PSP. And I have been sucking at it because look that game is terribly hard for stuff like psp controls and like there's a tank shooting at you and you're just like running around trying to stop in one place to adjust the camera to see what's attacking you because you have to like pause and hit both dials i've been like claw handing it like a maniac and i mean (laughs) i think it's therapeutic to be honest because like I spent like three hours in one boss fight the other day and I'm just like, I'm so angry, but I feel better about my life. (laughs) And I think that's, um, and I remember that like, to me, every Metal Gear uh, up until basically five, four is okay for this, but like, I guess Peace Walker was after four, but it's for the PSP. Um, Like 
I always felt like I was fighting the controls to play the game. Like five has beautiful controls, but like um, the rest of them are just like, they actively hate me. I think I read an article once, which was like Metal Gear is the only game series that actively hates the person playing it. But I will say, I will say that it is pretty good. And if you are a Metal Gear fan, you would have got that reference. And our next song is Feels Pretty Good. You've just heard Windward, Windward Waters by Fino Tan Cassidy. It's part of the Sunday Sweet Sweet 16 playlist here on Sin. Please check that one out. You are listening to Player One. And we are here to talk about one of my very favorite topics. Very indulgent. Terrible voice acting and dialogue in video games. And this one was bought into my mind by Resident Evil Village. I'm not saying, I'm not panning Resident Evil Village, but if you're a Resident Evil fan, you'll know that they have a, a bit of a history dialogue-wise uh, and voice acting sometimes for being interesting games. And I think that Village is really leaning into that in a way that's pretty pretty cool. Like, it knows it's like a B-movie. Like, it's, it's doing it on purpose. And, like, Resident Evil to an extent is always of doing it on purpose but you know you have people say things like the bell tolls for us all and it's it's very like there's like you know people being like why is everybody dying on me it, it's almost it's very like uh people die when they are killed tia and i just wanted to, to bring this in and remind you guys of some of my favorite uh bad resident evil dialogue and then i will refer to you guys to give me your examples um there is a i actually think that uh, Resident Evil holds a like a world record for worst video game dialogue, the first one, um, a Guinness World Record, like for being most panned. Um, and that board is classic, such as, "Here's a lockpick. It might be it might be handy for you if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you." Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like the. Okay. <laughs> there's you were almost a Jill sandwich. Um, kind of kind of things and look i mean that's that's my contribution i love resident evil um resident evil village looks great to me and i can't wait to actually play it myself but gosh darn if they don't make some interesting choices sometimes what do you guys think do you guys have any have any experience with terrible dialogue or quotes i I don't have any oh sorry that's okay you can go if you'd like Okay, so I don't have any, like, first-hand experience, really, that I can think of off the top of my head, but I, I've done some research on some very uh, famous ones. Uh, there's this Zelda CD game called Ooh, Zelda yeah. Wand of Gemellan. Um, <laughs> apparently that has really bad <laughs> dialogue. Um, the Elder Scrolls Oblivion, of course. Um, this one's more recent, but, like, it... It's not, like, terribly bad, but, like, it's worse than it should be, considering what type of game it is. But, like, Far Cry 3. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man 8. And uh, Castlevania. Um, The uh, Castlevania... Symphony Symphony of the Night? I can't remember Castlevania having many um, good examples of great voice acting but you were definitely right with uh, oblivion and tom i could see you chomping at the bit to mention oblivion uh go ahead man thank you thank you i have 
played video games for a long time in my life. Oblivion was one that I was introduced to at the start of that period. I remember so iconically lines that would be repeated because a voice actor was like, no, no, that's not good. Or the director said, do it again. That have just been left in the game. There's even one where the voice actor goes, no, hold on. Let me try that one again. And then they repeat the dialogue and it's still just left in. It's fantastic. But my favorite part, I think, would be the Cyrodiil guards as they like confront you. And they go, stop. You violated the law. Pay the court a fine or serve your sentence. Your stolen goods are now forfeit. And then you don't want to go, you don't want to go to court or jail or whatever because you're an eight-year-old Tom and you're playing video games. And the guard goes, then pay it with your blood. And you, you fight and stuff and you, you're trying to like smack him around and he'll go, why won't you die? Ah. Okay, that's that, that's pretty that kind funny. Of stuff is some of the best. And I, I think I'll jump in here with one last example of pretty infamous bad voice acting. I'm going to go to one of my favorite games of all time, Sonic Adventure 2. And uh, oh. look, we all know some of the examples here. The entire faker scene um, is terrible. And for those who don't know, that's because it was uh, lip synced for Japan, but it was uh, written for the US ahead of time. Uh, so none of it fits with what it's meant to. And most lines overlap each other. So well done, Sam, um, once again. Yeah, I, I have one more, like, uh, I have one more example. It's a very old meme, but um, all your base are belong to us. There's the classic. Uh, there is the <laughs> classic. But of course, uh, just mentioned Sonic a second ago. I have to wonder... Um, if Sonic's got bad voice acting, maybe Beck kind of picked a little bit of that, that up when she talked about hedgehogs in our heart. And look, if there's hedgehogs in your heart, I'm thinking it's time to open up your heart. So here's Open Your Heart by Crush 40 from Sonic Adventure 1. That was Freckles by Eve's Curry Dust uh, from Swin's Sweet 16 playlist. You're listening to Player One on Sin with me, Nathan, as well as Beck, Tom, and Jacob. Right now, we're talking a bit about Metal Gear Solid, which I have no idea about because I've never played it. So, um, for someone who knows more about it, uh, let's turn to Beck. What, 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 what is there to say about Metal Gear Solid, Beck? <laughs> so much. Um, it depends. If you've been, as as my friend would tell you, on our way back from Bright earlier this earlier this year, it is a terrible tragedy to be stuck in a car with me when I'm like bored enough to recite the entire plot of the Metal Gear Solid series at him, even though he doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> hours, hours. But um, I'm not going to do that to you guys. I actually do have a reason for bringing this up. I think that basically, okay, okay. Recently, if you pay attention to Twitter, like I unfortunately do, you might have noticed that somebody had a a little Twitter account going where they were pretending to be an NPC from Metal Gear Solid 2. And this sort of like got a bit of attention because the official Konami Twitter account interacted with this account and like re like quote tweeted as the kids say quote tweeted one of their tweets and then you know everything exploded into like speculation that there was going to be some kind of like re-release or remaster and then eventually the guy who was like behind it posted this video which was like I'm just a fan I'm just doing this for fan reasons don't believe everything you read on the internet isn't that kind of the point of Metal Gear Solid 2 to an extent which I mean good moral (laughs) um and 
Another reason that I'm bringing it up is because somebody has just gotten a bionic arm cover fitted based on Venom Snakes from the Phantom Pain. So Metal Gear is in the news and I'm not bringing this up for no reason. But I did want to discuss maybe a bit with uh, Tom because I think he's the only one here who's played Metal Gear. Um, what, you know, <laughs> what, why do you think Metal Gear is enduring that people are still getting like really upset that there isn't a remaster of like whatever, like getting very, like very keen to have bionic arms like Venom Snake? Because I... I mean, I'll go, but you go. <laughs> In my most humble opinion, I believe that Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid as an overall uh, game series has become back into popularity solely because of Smash, Super Smash. No other reason. No one likes. No one actually likes the games. They're just big wow. Smash fans. No. Um, <laughs> wow. I think part of it for me was Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, the Phantom Pain was such an like a unique game to play in at its time it felt really like new and fresh and i was playing something that blew me away it put me in a spot where it's it's got a lot of sandbox kind of fun like you can sort of take on missions however you want and i always felt like i was playing a sandbox game wrong because of this like it took it out so much that i wanted to do and then was like, oh, by the way, you also want to do everything you could possibly imagine with that tiny little brain of yours, you little boy. <laughs> and I, I think when Metal Gear has come from a franchise that always sort of strive to be like identifiable and unique and something people would want to play every single game in the series like comes at you like this, people want to relive that. They want to have something mm. that's fun and they want to have something that reminds them of like oh my god games can be crazy and they can be like so much more than just me sitting down and like point remote control click bang you know (laughs) it's yeah yeah i I, sorry (laughs) i really I, i get what you mean um and like i think that five had like amazing gameplay and i want to say that um also, like for, for my for my money, I think the reason that Metal Gear endures um, is mostly the characters. Because I think that like, you know, when I first played it, I had no interest in like, like Metal Gear at all from like how it had been sort of advertised to me. And somebody sort of like explained to me you many years ago, oh, it's like a big old character drama with like, guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is- it's like a soap opera and like five is the least like a soap opera but like four has basically a film the cutscenes go for like 14 hours um and the relationships between the characters and the characters themselves have always been really like important to me and that's why i like it so much how does that align with your experience just to wrap I up i think like honestly my favorite character of all like as you mentioned uh, because of the series is probably big boss and mm-hmm. i would love to hear what people in our socials would love to say about how much they love big boss you know and which big boss am i talking about well there's, a, there's only one big boss <laughs> sort of sort of <laughs> so <laughs> my favorite characters characters are solid snake and revolver ocelot anyway oh, yeah, that's great yeah <laughs> uh i guess i guess we should move on to our next segment um friends and i want to take us out on a a grand old song or a grand old cover of a grand old song um that is snake eater from metal gear solid of the show so 
get very excited. It's going to get very exciting in just a minute because, of course, we're about to start the quiz. But the song you heard just before that was Hypnotized by Canon, part of the Sweet 16. Check it out on sim.org.au or on the Sweet 16 show. Who knows? You may just be hypnotized by the songs. Uh, but, of course, we have to go into said quiz. And for those who don't know how it works, pretty simple. I'll ask 10 questions. The contestants here will buzz in with their name. The first one I hear uh, say their name will get a chance to answer. They get it right. They get a point. If they don't, well, too bad. Another person gets a shot. Uh, guys, how are we feeling? Pretty good. Uh, not confident. Lukewarm. Fair enough. So Beck won last week on half a point. Zach, of course, undefeated, is not here for the moment. Tom, you were right behind. And Nathan, you have won before. So this is going to be pretty exciting, pretty exciting. But without further ado, I think we should just jump straight into this. And we're going to go to a pretty YouTube-based question here. So question one, the YouTuber Matt Pat of Game Theory gave the Pope a video game as a gift. What was that game? Back, back, back. Back, back. It was Undertale. He gave the Pope Undertale. He did. He gave the Pope Undertale. I, I'm don't think he's played it, but I'd love to know which path he took. Um, moving on from that, though, we're going to go to question two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Let's let's go. Um, what is the name of the League of Legends auto battler? Oh, Tom. Tom. Team Fight Tactics. Correct. Uh, moving on from that, now, this is. Two questions in a row that are fairly relevant right now. First up, what is the name of the protagonist from Resident Evil 7 and 8? Beck, 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 Beck. Ethan. Ethan, yes, Ethan, Ethan Winters. Uh, keeping with uh, Resident Evil, of course, what is the reoccurring villainous group from Resident Evil called? Nathan. Nathan. The Umbrella Corporation. Correct. And moving well and truly far away from Resident Evil, um, what year did the Dreamcast release in Japan? Oh, no one? Tom. Tom? 1998. Well done. There you go. So just a score update. Tom with two, Beck with two, Nathan with one. This is still anyone's game. Uh, And moving on from that, we're keeping it with Sega. Who voiced Sonic in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No one? Tom. Tom? I don't know the name of the actor. He's, he's in Parks and Rec and he's the friend of Tom and he's annoying and he has a lot of money and his dad's super rich. So that's all I, can... I hate that I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm going to give you half a point because you know who it is, but you don't know the name. It is Ben Schwartz. Uh, oh, if you yeah. haven't checked him out, have a look. He's a brilliant comedian. Moving on, though, to another question, and this is one that I expect either Tom or Beck will jump to. What is Solid Snake's real first name? Beck, Beck, Beck. Beck. It's Dave. He's Dave. Correct. It is Dave. Uh, David, even. And moving on to another name. What is the name of the protagonist from the first Pokemon Snap game? No one? Oh. This hurts me because he appears in the new one, actually. The name of the uh, character is Todd Snap. Todd Snap. I knew that. I just couldn't remember it. 
Two questions that I honestly think might stump you guys. How many different platforms is Skyrim on? I heard Beck first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I think the last time I checked, it was like, it's probably more than the last time I checked because that was probably ages ago. Is it seven? Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, last question. Last question, of course. What date does E3 2021 start? I'll give you a hint. It's a lot closer than you guys think. Anyone want to throw a date? Tom. Tom. Is it tomorrow? That would really, that is a lot closer than I would think. It's probably not tomorrow, but that would blow me away. Oh, God. Hopefully, (laughs) no, that would be a very surprising move forward. Um, uh, Nathan. Beck, Nathan, Nathan. Uh, is it the 26th of mm. this month? No, it's not. Beck, just want to throw in a, a date out. 3rd of June. So Beck was the closest. E3, as of recording, is exactly a month away. Uh, it is on the 12th of June this year. So keep your eyes and ears open for news because we haven't heard anything yet. Now, well done to Beck. She has absolutely walked away with this. Um, pretty com- comprehensive victory. Uh, and I that's owe it all to I owe it all to you asking me what Solid Snake's name was. If you're curious, Liquid Snake's name is Eli, and um, Big Boss's name is John, sort of. <laughs> oh. Uh, that sort of has me very interested and I will definitely <laughs> that's metal um, gear for you I guess <laughs> but of course we did mention Sonic and we should go into our next song which is a beautiful cover from a Sonic game it is Hydro City from Sonic 2 a cover by the Super Soul Bros here on Player One on Sin with Jacob, Beck Nathan and Tom welcome back to Player One on Sin you just heard two amazing songs they were Easy Love by Pacific Avenue, part of the Sweet 16, sin.org.au, or the Sweet 16 uh, show. Definitely check it out. Before that, of course, was Hydro City Zone from Sonic 2, a cover by the Super Soul Bros. And look, this is a pretty simple idea. Obviously, my Discord has been hot potatoing between Microsoft and Sony. Obviously, Microsoft was denied the chance to buy out Discord. And then, like, immediately after, Sony got involved and put in a minority uh, share and is now working side and side by side with Discord. And we were chatting off air a little bit about how we feel about wanting Discord on consoles. Personally, I love the idea. Uh, console chat rooms are pretty infamously kind of terrible. Um, I look back at Xbox 360, Xbox One, particularly being absolute garbage, and I haven't had much experience with PlayStation side of it, but it doesn't sound much better And the Switch could use something better than your mobile phone. Beck, you said that you disagree with me. I'm very, very curious to know why. Listen, uh, I am a well-known killjoy, a haver of bad opinions and general spoiler of fun. And I, look, I'm not a big um, console person. I have 
I have a Switch. That's the only current-gen console that I have. I'm mostly a PC person. Right now, I don't even have a PC. So that's fun and wonderful. But I don't know that I even, when I, in my console experiences, I don't even know that I want a better messaging system. I feel like messaging systems across consoles are like a bit intrusive to me. The console is like my space. Um, and like, obviously they have a bit of a, like messaging in, in like Xbox or something has a bit of a bad reputation in some ways. Like if you, I'm sure we've all seen the glorious collections of like screen caps, especially from the 360 days of like um, some of the things that people would receive and send to each other. And look, it's all well and good if you're, if you're really into like talking to people through your console, but Discord seems really like, like I'm not sure how you could make it on a console with a controller and still make it as good as it is on PC anyway. And it just seems like more here instead of playing a video game socialize with some people and i'm not the most fond of that direction ever so that's that's why i'm not like super super duper into this one i don't know if that seems like a flimsy reason or not what do you think nathan um well first let me say i adore discord i i practically live on discord (laughs) i i spend a lot of my time on discord (laughs) so um i just I don't want to lose like something special about Discord by putting it on um, on consoles, but I also see the appeal of wanting it on consoles and you know having this you know amazing community on consoles as well. It would be a bit di- more difficult to actually like type and stuff because you can't really type that well on consoles, but you know. I guess mm. there are some it's, drawbacks. It's a, it's a fascinating idea, actually, because I hadn't thought about the idea that it might take away from the PC or, I guess, mobile, if you're that kind of person, experience from Discord. Um, obviously, there would have to be a part of Discord's um, servers dedicated to helping out with consoles because that would be a huge bump in, um, I guess, traffic. And yeah, no, that's that's a major point. Tom, where do you sit on this whole idea? I think that Discord coming to consoles is something that we should have been expecting for a long time. And I shouldn't have been waiting for as long, especially with Discord's fifth, uh, sixth birthday is tomorrow as of recording. So it would be in the past as of listening. Uh, and it's really like exciting to be able to have games. Okay, like Fortnite is pretty big at the moment. Uh, same with COD even Rocket League, games that have a very large presence as a uh, multi-console kind of experience. Being actually able to have a (laughs) multi-console call is something that we now, I think, need. Cross-platform, there you go, that's what they call it. And (laughs) I really, I think Discord will be really like fun to have. Uh, The hard part, obviously, you can talk about is how this, how do you integrate these things? How do you include all of these stuff. And maybe that's why Sony's working very closely with Discord to make sure something like that can happen. Yeah. Fingers <laughs> but, crossed. Yeah, I mean, Discord is already on PC. Uh, it's on Mac. It's on mobile, which is great mobile because I have been playing a lot of Bloons Tower Defense 6 and there's this monkey in that called the Boomerang Monkey. And he throws a boomerang and he cuts open balloons. 
This song, though, does not cut balloons. It's not by a monkey. It's by Royal Republic. It's called Boomerang. Following that is a song called Homesick. It's by Maisie Taylor, and it's part of Sin's Sweet 16. You're listening to Player One on Sin. Welcome to Player One on Sin. You just heard Homesick by Maisie Taylor, part of our Sweet 16. Check it out every week at sin.org.au. And unfortunately, we're coming into a bit of a bittersweet segment here. We are farewelling our good friend, Beck. Now, this bit was recorded separately by everyone at home, and me talking right now, this is recorded after the fact and after the recording. Uh, We originally did for the rest of the show. So she does not know about this, so this will be a surprise. Beck, if you're listening, sorry for not telling you and sorry for the surprise, but hey, what can you do? Um, Sit back and enjoy as the Player One members say their farewells. Beck, in my many weeks of radio experience, I feel I can surely say that you have been one of my top five favorite radio co-hosts. In honor of our shared passion of the Metal Gear franchise, I'll leave you with this note. What's wrong? Beck! Beck! It was great having you on the show, Beck. Really nice getting to know you and all your amazing segues as you segue into the next part of your life. Best of luck for the future. Hello, everyone. I am back for a little bit. I am sitting here on my on my table drinking coffee, as always. But unfortunately, we, uh, unfo- we have to bid adieu to not only a uh, contributor, a host, but also, more importantly, uh, a friend. So, Beck will unfortunately be leaving soon. So, as someone who got to introduce her to the crew, introduce her to the show in general, Beck has been an awesome ray of sunshine onto the show, especially late last year. It was always so much fun having her on, talking to her, really getting to know her. And we had a ton of fun during season four last year when Beck would jump on and have a laugh. And of course, every chance she got, she got to talk about Metal Gear Solid. And that was very, very enjoyable. But Beck, we will miss you a freaking ton. I'm going to miss you a ton because you were awesome. (laughs) But we all wish you the best of luck in any endeavor that you set set yourself upon and yeah we're we're gonna miss you back we're gonna miss you a ton hi back it's dem from player one and i just wanted to say big thank you for being on the show this past year it's been an absolutely fantastic experience and i wish you all the best in the future thanks hi there beck um of course this is very bittersweet um and this isn't uh, goodbye this is farewell for now because we all know that you will be back in the media in some form very soon because you are a great worker, you are electric, you are a joy to work with, and just in general, you are so much fun to be friends with. So we will see you in the uh, near future. But until then, from the entire Player One team, including myself, have fun on the other side. And for one last time, one final time, we're going to let the credits roll on your time at Player One. We're going to even have a staff roll. So here is a staff roll from Mario64. 
That was Friends by High Proportions, a theme from Sonic Mania. And you know what else has brought me some wonderful friends and good times? Being here on Player One on Sin. The show has come to an end for today. So if you like us, please um, visit us on social media at Player One Sin on Twitter and Instagram and Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify if you enjoy podcasts. Um, You might have picked this one up, but this is my very last episode of Player One and the last time that you will hear me on Sin. I am aging out of this in my sort of like Logan's run haze of becoming an irrelevant non-person. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I just wanted to to take a moment to acknowledge like, you know, the hard work of the entire Player One team, how great it is to work with such enthusiastic and talented people and really encourage you all out there if you're listening and if you are you know, in the in the right age range to um to get involved, volunteer here. If you love video games, come join us and um, you'll make some wonderful friends and have some wonderful experiences. And truly from the heart, um, you know, carpe diem, if you want to do something, go out and do it. We're all gonna die one day. <laughs> Um, oh, that got a bit dark. <laughs> it, yeah, everything I ever say does. Um, but yeah, and that that is really what I wanted to tell you. So, good night from me, and very much love. And I'll see you all again someday, somehow, somewhere. Um, you guys want to say goodbye? Um, oh, I think you kind of took a lot of the words away from us. I will say on behalf of everyone, not only at Sin but Player One. Uh, more so in a general sense um it has been great to work alongside you you have brought a particularly um fun and electric feel to every show you've been a part of and every chat you've been a part of so it will be very very different not to have you on in the future however we will obviously keep an eye out for you wherever you go and yeah it'll be Nice to see if you if, hey, if you end up on another radio station in the future, we might hype you up just a little bit, hint, hint. Um, but, of course, if you guys want to hear anything, if you guys want to go back through any sort of episodes or memories or funny laughs from Beck, um, go check out the podcast realm. Uh, you can definitely find it there. Otherwise, that's, that's me, Nathan, Tom. Uh, Beck, it has been a pleasure and an absolute joy working with you and having all this fun and you will always be the hedgehog in my heart (laughs) it's very sweet that's very that's very sweet thank you so much Nathan that means a lot to me that means a lot from the bottom of my prickly sonic heart (laughs) Beck obviously uh it is a pleasure for you to be gone now that the competition in Jake's special quiz will narrow its way down to me being the victor finally <laughs> I'm was, glad I can help I'm, I'm glad, glad I that help. I could have been one person who knew that Metal Gear Solid existed apparently outside of your knowledge but <laughs> I pale in comparison to the encyclopedia that exists inside your head for this game and I uh for that I respect you <laughs> thanks I'm a bit of a, a bit of a hyper nerd on that one 
Um, yeah, well, listeners, our next show is uh, Nervous Nellies. It's a fun electronica show. It's actually not that fun. It's pretty nervous, but it's enjoyable in other respects. And I would implore you to check that out, just like I would suggest that you listen to Player One again next week. Um, the rest of the hosts who aren't me will still be here to bring you the same satisfying contact content, content that you expect. Uh, so long, good night, and keep gaming, friends.